0: Alright, hello everyone and welcome back to the 5-Hole Fantasy Podcast with the Taxi Squad. We are your hosts tonight, Alan and myself, Jay. It is Thursday, February 8th, 2024, and we are here in the van cab tonight to discuss the Week 18 preview. After an extended All-Star break in Week 17, our schedule is reverting back to a good old traditional week of fantasy hockey. As Craig usually says, without further ado, let's start up the fairs and jump into it. All right, Alan, it's
1: just us here for the Week 18 Preview. How are you doing? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, Craig's still day-to-day and uh, Maddie Kay's taking a maintenance day. But no, yeah, very exciting news today for those of you who are not in the Discord. We are going to launch or relaunch. You know, it was a a segment with a a previous pod, Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We're going to start live streaming uh, what was called Sit Start Saturdays. Uh, We'll probably stick with that name. It'll be on the Five Hole YouTube channel. Uh, before all the games start for saturday it'll be some combination of the two of us you just jump in answer get your questions answered on who to sit who to start that way you're not hoping that someone votes for your question in the discord
0: yeah and i think uh, it's gonna be a great great day of hockey to start it all up i've not even counted all the teams that day but starting off with the kings and bruins on that February seventeenth Saturday. I think that's gonna be a pretty pretty nice and juicy way to restart and rehash something something really good for the fantasy hockey world. Stay tuned for next Saturday. So we're gonna start as we always do in the infirmary. And uh, Alan, you wanna take us through uh the first bits
1: of our injury report? Oh yeah, it's it's cause this first one's super relevant to me. Mikhail Sergachev Injured in last night's game against the New York Rangers, today he underwent successful surgery in New York to stabilize fractures in both his tibia and fibula in his left leg, caused by a reverse hit from uh, Lafreniere. If you've seen the video, if you get queasy easily, maybe not worth watching. I definitely agree with the not safe for work label there. No one really knows uh, if this is a season-ender for him. I know Coop earlier today was quoted as saying, like, could he come back in the playoffs? And his response was, it would have to be deep. Like, this is not being kucherov to where he'll be back game one, series one, and back in play. Yeah,
0: and correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, for myself, I, I definitely have let the link stay blue. But from from at least the user comments on Reddit, it sounds as if, the NSFW tag came after multiple users had said this Oof. is this is way too graphic to not have the tag. Yeah,
1: it's it's not pretty. He, you could def- I didn't know what the injury would be, but I'm like, oh no, something is wrong. He fell on that leg. Funny. Yeah.
0: So, obviously, best wishes in a speedy recovery to Mikhail Sergachev. Yikes. Now, in terms but of
1: 8.5 mil in LTIR. <laughs>
0: And in terms of fantasy business, too, my goodness, Victor Hedman stocks, if they weren't already shot through the roof. Yeah, there's going to be. I know.
1: Yeah. If you drafted Hedman over Surge, congratulations.
0: Congratulations. Sweepstakes acquired. Um, now, other teams as well in the injury report, uh, there's Justin Folk and Scott Perunovic, both of which are week to week with lower body injuries. And uh, yes, indeed, is this Colton Preco season? It sure seems so early on. Uh, Tory Krug season. Oh yeah,
1: I don't know who else. I mean, who else would they? Oh, Tory Krug. That's right. He's still around. Yeah. So, but I know. I think Pareko in the last game was getting the top unit. So I imagine they they keep with him. Absolutely, Pareko has
0: been getting time recently, and uh, I think Tori Krug is the only other guy that could possibly, I guess, uh, challenge him. And we'll see. Right now, it's Pareko. Other exciting news coming back tonight with the Devils, I
1: hear. Yeah, uh, Jack Hughes finally returned. They were uh, kind of mystic on when he was returning. But yeah, out of nowhere, to earlier today was announced he was coming back. They are losing that game 4-3 to three right now. Doesn't look like Hughes has made the scoreboard or the box score at all. Three shots, but that's all he's got to his name tonight. But first game back from a probably pretty bad injury. So I imagine it'll take a minute for him to warm up. And I mean, facing obviously they're
0: rejuvenated and inflamed Flames, you know, like they they've got a point to prove, you know, they can possibly right, big
1: koozie. Another goal tonight
0: and possibly sneaking at the very bottom right to possibly snag a playoff spot as well. I mean, they're three points out with the last points with the Blues. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would put the Calgary Flames in the playoff hunt as well you can't just run with Timo Meyer in New Jersey the same way. Let's be honest here with our fantasy Street fantasy listeners. We know that San Jose Timo and New Jersey Timo is not the same Timo no more. So maybe Jack's just got to come back in order to save, save the squad. Speaking of another guy that's come back on top line power play one, potentially duty, Albert uh, Barrett Hayton. He's been out since November on IR and He's now back. He's scheduled to be back tonight. Mind you, I don't think puck drops happened in that game quite yet against uh, for Arizona against Vegas. But monitor just to see where he ends up in the lineup. Previously, last season to close off the 22-23 season, I think he was centering the Keller and Schmaltz line. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, so if that deployment comes back, that, that is immense. He's currently, I think, at 1% ownership. Just monitor
1: to see where Baron Hayden goes. Oh, especially going in next week. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Dun, dun,
0: dun. Now, um, it is February, and as everybody knows, February is tax season, and some of these storylines came a little earlier. Uh, we've titled it Tavares versus the Taxman. Uh, so the CRA, the Canadian version of the IRS, has come down hard on the Leafs captain, and they've slapped him together with an eight million dollar. Canadian dollars tax bill (laughs) interesting of note one and a half million or I think it's it's, I think it's 1.2 to 1.5 million of that is purely on interest so well there's a lot of things that are being fought over right now but remember first in your tax time and tax season uh pay your taxes pay your dues and uh don't get hit with you know don't, don't mess with the IRS if you're American and don't mess
1: with the CRA if you're a Canadian. That's right. That's uh, like I said earlier, Jay, that's how they got Al Capone, man. Don't mess with the tax man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I'll throw it back to you, Alan, for some schedule analysis and streamer suggestions. So, yeah, schedule for week 18. Um, like we alluded to earlier, Arizona has the best schedule for games all on off nights. So that perfect Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday schedule, L.A., New Jersey, Probably next best four games with one off night, Uh, Minnesota, New York Rangers and Pittsburgh all have three games with two off nights. And then the worst schedules are Columbus and Washington. Uh, Both have two games and both are on busy days. Uh, Streamers. Yeah, I didn't see the Barrett hate news. Definitely someone to keep an eye on, too. But Nick Schmaltz, probably the guy to own. No brainer. Line one power play one, 18 percent center right wing as long as he's healthy. Uh, Quinton Byfield, L.A. Kings, center left wing, 39%. Uh, We don't know what the new interim coach is going to do with the lineup, but as of their last game, he was line one, power play one. Uh, Surprising, he got a significant amount of that power play one time. And then uh, Ryan Hartman, a Minnesota, center right wing. I'm surprised he's only 20% owned, Uh, but he is right now line one with Kaprizov and Zouk and power play two. Uh, goalies. We got a few teams with back to backs throughout the week. Pittsburgh is one of them. So keep an eye out on indelkovic Panthers, so Stellars would be your stream there. And then the New Jersey Devils, Nico Dawes with uh, Akira Schmid still in the minors. Probably maybe a longer term pickup. Uh Vecimalka of Arizona, 19%. Probably sees a game or two, but I think at this point we all agree Ingram is the starter. So he'll either get. You know, again, uh, Ingram will get two or three of those games. Um, Grubauer, uh, surprisingly, has not played a game since returning from injury. Uh, He's going to have to start one of those games Monday or Tuesday unless they want to force Joey OK to play both of them. I'm absolutely keeping an eye on him to see how he does. You know, I don't I don't think one good start gets him back the net, but it could definitely lead to him getting the net back. Big boy bangers, uh, Marcus Foligno. A Minnesota left wing, right wing, 12%. Gives uh, you about three to five hits a game with some point upside. He actually has three points in his last three games. Matt Roy of the LA Kings. Matt Roy, well, I don't know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> 17% defenseman. Steady stream of hits and blocks for you. And then uh, Lawson Kraus was probably the only guy I could really find on Arizona that gave you a kind of hits or anything. Uh, left wing, right wing, 44% owned steady stream of hits and shots for you. And we, as we all know, you got to shoot to score, but uh, I will go hand it over to Jay for the, uh, the rest of the, well, the first half of the week strategy.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. I, I guess like quick points, like just to cover too. And I know I'll mention it further, but Grubauer is an interesting one, given that I thought he was really going to be challenging Joey. I'll touch on it earlier now, but they've played 23 games since December 9th, right? Just, just as December 9th is the marker. Of those twenty-three games, Joey DeCord has started twenty games. So, I I really yeah, I, I couldn't believe that.
1: Trying to look at Grubauer's uh play, like stats, I'm just like he hasn't he definitely hasn't started a game since he got back. Like what what are they doing? Like I and obviously they you know ride the hot hand, but uh, like I said, at some point that back to back's perfect. Like they they got to give Grubauer a shot. Like you can't pay the guy ten and a half mil. Or whatever the contract is, and just have
0: him, you know, sit there watching like from the first row. Like you, you need to give him some chance to prove the paycheck, right? And uh, truth be told, like Joey, I don't know. Like do you, they're so on the bubble that you would think, if anything, the strategy would be try to flip Joey for something of value. And you know, like th- this is a good defensive team as is. I know Joey still gets like rung up thirty shots a game, but with a good team defense, hopefully you'd think that the netminder doesn't really matter and that it would be it would be good nonetheless. Anywho, so in terms of Week 18 strategy, the teams, I guess in order for you to add and drop, you would have to target drop several players. So several teams so far that would be good in terms of target drops, we'll, we'll mention. So there'll be Columbus... The Islanders, Vegas, Washington, and Winnipeg. Okay, so those teams all have two games. All those teams are to some degree uh, droppable and like immediately droppable with the exception of Vegas. Uh, Vegas, I would say, hold for the Week 18 Monday game and then punt afterwards to maximize your schedule. In those setups, I would definitely say if you are a Vegas streamer, in week 17, definitely look hard for a an L.A. team because L.A. plays Tuesday in week 18 onwards, and then they play four games. So you would definitely get a five-gamer if you held a Vegas player and dropped for an L.A. Kings player. Now, aside from that, Columbus, the Islanders, Washington, Winnipeg. Uh, Washington this week has, like, Dylan Strom, Pacioretty, TJ Oshie, like, all those players are prime target players to drop because they would have had a good Week 17 schedule for the second half, but they're not going to help you in Week 18. So those guys, definitely prime drops. You should have, like, Xs beside those players just to get rid of them. Columbus didn't have a good schedule either, so you shouldn't hold any of those players in Week 17. But if you did and you didn't already drop them, uh, yeah, drop them now. The Islanders are an... Well, they actually have a good off-night setup at the very end because they play on the Sunday, but you should still drop any streamers early because you want to see if you need that Week 18 Sunday game. If you don't, then you can optimize further for Week 19 afterwards, right? So drop the Islanders, Vegas hold for the Monday, drop afterwards. And Winnipeg isn't the only team of question where you'd maybe want to consider Uh, They have a really good home game against the Sharks on Wednesday, which is an off-night. Only six teams playing that night. Uh, The only sucky part is it's Wednesday, so you could probably have optimized your schedule with extra games played if you dropped Winnipeg players early. You could still try to hold for the off-night game on Wednesday and then drop then and optimize the remaining Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But honestly, I don't know what Winnipeg player fits in that little cannon bubble where you would not hold for a shitty week regardless and then would still be good enough to hold and not drop for an optimized schedule. Uh, I, that Who would that even be, Alan? I don't know, Velarde? like <laughs> I I can't even name you a player that I would fall into. Maybe Ehlers, right? Ehlers, Velarde. Yeah, I don't know about
1: Ehlers. Uh, velardi I agree with. Probably the kind of peripheral guys like Perfetti, Pionk. Maybe like Nemestikov or uh, Dylan now that he's suspended for a couple games. But uh, go on. Anywho,
0: those were the teams that you should target. Drop. For winning your week 18 early, uh, go with a Monday, Tuesday back-to-back. There's going to be either New Jersey or Seattle. Uh, With Jersey, it's a little tougher because a lot of their guys are owned up anyway. Uh, I just rattled off some names just for you to consider. These guys are all under 50% owned. Uh, So there's Dawson Mercer. Simon Nemec, uh Nemec, Eric Howla, uh, and obviously, as Alan mentioned, there's the back-to-back, so Nico Dawes could be an early spot start stream. I don't think Jersey, to be honest, is the big back-to-back play. You want to get them for the volume, but Seattle is definitely a target team. They have a similar setup with a highly owned uh, core, right? It's that valuable top goal scorer. There's the power play quarterback and in, uh, in the top goalie, right? So there's Jared McCann, Vince Dunn, Joey Decord, respectively. Uh, but the rest of the roster is under 50% owned, right? Like You even have Bjorkstrand, Toll Vannin. These guys are getting power play one. These guys are hits, hitting, and banging. I think they're 45%, 42% ownership. Um, and they keep dropping from there, right? So there's Larson. Larson's like a hits guy, bangs guy. Uh, Jordan Eberle gets line one, power play one, and I think is only 28 owned you just keep going down the list and there's guys that are getting power play deployment
1: there are guys that are getting line one line two deployment yeah and then you can't forget about not necessarily Gord, but the guys on his line bjork strand Tolvanen. uh it's a third line but those guys definitely put up points just like any other line seattle's
0: an seattle's an absolute like, gold mine, honestly, for streaming, especially Week 18 early. Uh, so just go go through Seattle players, check your league, check your league setups and, you know, stats. And just watch list a couple of those Seattle players. And again, I was just describing again that Joey had 20 starts in the last 23 games with the Kraken. Uh, this is running a goalie straight into the ground. I'm so surprised that they are not looking to trade Joey and Pop Grubauer in, especially with that contract. But, hey... While you're the manager, uh, grab, obviously you have to own Joey, but if there's any team to play uh, or any night to play Grubauer, it's going to be the week 18 Tuesday back to back. Like there's, there's no other game they can play him unless they literally start Joey to cord in a back to back, which would be nuts given he's already played this much.
1: I mean, it happens, but it's super rare. I don't, I don't even know if I'd advise that, you know, (laughs) that's anyways. Yeah. It's super rare. No, no. No, definitely not. For real hockey, no. Fantasy hockey, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Absolutely. Alan said it. like This entire
0: pod should really just say howl away in week 18 with the Arizona Coyotes, right? Four games, four off nights. And again, they also have a good setup, just like Seattle with, they have the top goal scorer, right? Or the top point getter, there's Keller. And then there's the what do you call it? the power play quarterback, Sean Dersey? And then they have their top goalie, Connor Ingram. And aside from those guys, every other person in the team is 50% owned. So yes, you should go across winning early to grab all potential Seattle Kraken if you want to win the week early, but probably more than anything, you can double up first on the Arizona Coyotes, like everyone here is under 50% owned. You got Lawson Kraus, as Alan mentioned. Nick Schmaltz is 18% and gets Keller uh Access. Uh Barrett Hayton is back.
1: That sneaky value at one percent ownership. Um, there's Logan Koop. Isn't a uh, Matthias Michelli like? Isn't he their leading goal scorer still? <laughs> I think like, he is too. And like shot, or at least he was at one point in the season. Right, shot producer. There's also like Car. And I guess this this uh this Dylan Gunther guy came out of nowhere. Is now on power play. Power one, play one fourth line.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh what's his name? Nick Bukestad gets power play two. Jason Zucker's on power play two what's the guy that gets no power play time at all and still is scoring what was his name like Car- carcone or something carsoni was it alex kerfoot uh, alex kerfoot right yeah oh carcone
1: yeah, Carconi, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
0: it's just all these guys that seem to be just you know like gritty either third line or young skill guys that just didn't get the minute deployments and then it's like wow they come onto the coyotes and you know like they're like you know Good old, I don't know, good old Ontario boys, right? Like or 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 the like that Don Cherry used to talk about. I mean, you even have like defensemen, right? JJ Moser at one point early in the season was projected to be Power Play One or Power Play Two. I don't think he's done much since. Uh huso Valamaki has done Precious Little with his D3 pairing, but hey, they play four games all on off nights. I mean, if there's any time to own them, it's this it's it's this week, right? Week 18 they should be available and that that should be the main target howl with the Arizona coyotes and further there's no teams with a tuesday wednesday back to back either so in terms of streaming options this week is going to be this week is going to be real real tough you have one game on the friday week 18 friday that's going to be between carolina and arizona you have three games on the week 18 Wednesday four games on the week 18 Monday three games on the week 18 Sunday like nobody is playing on many of those off nights it's it's really sparse you have what more as many games happening on one of the heavy nights as all the other off nights combined in week 18. so probably the biggest difference between you winning or losing is whether or not you were able to get that 3 a.m. alarm clock and snag any Arizona Coyotes before the rest of your teammates do, or I guess your your league mates do. um, I don't know, Alan, what do you think? Was there any specific value we could give that would be rollover value? Like... Oh, like, okay. Like, for example, I was thinking right now at the moment, which teams do we have that play exactly on the Monday, right? So they play on... There's Arizona, New Jersey, Carol uh no, it's Carolina, sorry, Calgary, Minnesota, Philly, Seattle, and Vegas. And they all play Monday. But if you look at the schedule previous to in the week prior, like we don't have any of those, like, not like we don't have any, but there are are there any overlapping teams that might play on a Sunday week 17 Sunday or week 17 Saturday and
1: so there's great value in holding on to those guys for the Monday shit oh yeah there's so, so even more value in holding on to Arizona yeah they play Sunday and then they play Monday for week 18 oh, yeah and Wednesday yeah. for week okay. 18 okay so holy shit that's like six games in nine days or something like that that's insane so Basically, if I'm you, sorry if I failed that math. Numbers are hard. <laughs> so basically, if you haven't figured it out, please make sure Arizona is just like watch, like just
0: watch this, the whole entire team. And oh, my goodness. Like they they will win. They will be the difference. They're the one team that is going to be the difference and be a free win for you. Come. Yeah. Come. You're going to be able to fit them in pretty much anywhere. Right. I'm also gonna say too, right? Like if we're gonna go deep, deep strategy, right? Like I guess you can also say uh, check check to see if your week is a puntable week, basically. Like it's now in this time of the season where I guess you're running out of weeks to punt functionally, right? Like you can right? punt what week 18, <laughs> 19, 20, 21, 22. Yeah, five weeks. Like imagine punting. like You can't punt week 22 if you if you need week 22 to join the dance, right? So you're running out of weeks to possibly punt. I would certainly say as well, look in your specific lineup and check your league settings for this component, which is, if there are any trades you are looking to process for your specific league, it kind of does matter which day your league processes trades. And so look to see too, if you could process your trade on a day that gives you players, right? Like, all things equal i know i know this is so niche this is so far into the galaxy brain right but so we're just give trying to give some listener value here right in this shorter episode see if you can trigger any trades in particular to trigger on a an off day right like see if you can get it so that you don't miss out on a ton of those points and a ton of those games if your league plays and trades you know it takes let's say 24 hours for a league league uh, league blocks or what do you call it, like trade blocks if it takes another 24 hours for the trade to process and settle afterwards try processing a trade on Friday you know like early Friday so that it goes further Saturday and then you get your players on Sunday or you get players on Monday to freshly start the new week you don't want to end up in that situation where you you know lost player uh, and lost their available games and lost your Clayton Keller games all on all on week 18 what right when you were just about to get you know, all those valued off nights. But yeah, aside from that, like I don't know, Alan, like, do we have any other specific value here? I I really think it's mainly uh That's
1: what I'm trying to think who wraps around in the week eighteen, but there's just just no one. Oh,
0: sorry. Okay, I guess there is value here early on. Like the Minnesota Wild we mentioned get uh Monday Wednesday off night. So I guess if the Minnesota Wild marcus Fellino was mentioned jake middleton gives uh, a ton of hits and blocks cat category coverage as
1: well and
0: aside from that i it really does seem like man even oh yeah Mark all of those Andre guys are gonna be really,
1: i mean like, maybe mojo yeah. if you want to get that g right. exposure rossi
0: maybe marco
1: rossi gets uh gets 17 minutes a night like. Maybe he could be, he gets power play two. Yeah, I don't know about Rossi, man. Even when he had like top line, line two, power play one earlier in the year, he just did nothing with it. Uh, I definitely don't trust him on third line. Yeah, this is, this week's a
0: little hard. Uh, Not going to lie, listeners. Like it's, it's going to be at the end of the day, did you get the Arizona Coyotes early? And if you did, you probably got an extra six games or nine games on your opponents. Um, And if you missed the boat, you're going to have to try to slap together some sort of combination of getting the off nights from Minnesota, being able to leverage that onto maybe the LA Kings, even though they play on all the heavy nights. They still get a light night at the Sunday. Maybe you're going to have to swing multiple ads. Maybe you're going to have to get in on the Carolina Hurricanes on the week 18 Friday. It's gonna be tough. It's really hard for, you know, off when the off night games combined add up to twelve. Or is it eleven? Yeah, there are eleven off night games in total. And there are eleven games, twelve games, and thirteen games in all the heavy nights. So you have many as many off night games in total as one heavy night game. So
1: unless you can tap into it almost sounds like we'd all set three AM alarms. <laughs> On Monday, (laughs) grab the Arizona Coyotes. If not, man, you're oof. That's you're playing catch up. Yeah.
0: And I mean, here's the thing too, listener, like there there are two strategies here, right? Like if you if you
1: can't get
0: Arizona Coyotes, it honestly wouldn't be the worst idea to just look ahead at the week nineteen schedule and see it might be a puntable week. Like you you're really at the mercy of the fantasy gods and you know, random hat tricks
1: well, either a punt or just this is going to be one of those weeks like all-star week where it's just a crapshoot right and if you win it's dumb luck yeah <laughs> and i mean it's worthwhile too where i
0: would say if you can't get your arizona coyotes it might be worthwhile to consider holding onto your ads just to see how that luck plays out maybe you can and would need a carolina hurricane in a week you know, week 18 Friday, just to bolster your score a little bit. Uh, maybe you would need, if anything, a Colorado Avalanche player. Uh, I would say,
1: yeah, maybe load up on the abs. I I, Lekkonen's probably over 50% owned, who, by the way, line one power play one tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Well, although the abs are still somehow losing. So I. <laughs> oh, yeah, they lost. Yeah, so,
0: I, Lekkonen, anyways... 51%, yeah, you definitely want that value Yeah,
1: in. 34% owned.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, aside from that, I would probably set it best for the 3 a.m. alarms. 257, 257, grab this, 257 <laughs>
1: 257, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to go ahead and call it there. Uh, as usual, we ask that you uh, like, subscribe, give us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Be, feel free to follow us on Twitter slash X. All our handles are in the show notes and we also have a youtube channel again that's where you will find the sit start saturdays once we start those up good night and good luck everyone break a leg but try not to fracture both the two two bones in your leg at once
0: (laughs) oh dear we'll pick you up later